0: Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. So welcome to a new series here at Crossroads, House Rules. And we're going to be over the next four weeks talking about what does it really look like to turn your house into a home. Uh, are our kids just meant to drive you crazy? Is singleness really less stressful than being married? What skills do you need to just really make a family of faith work? What does it take to belong, to be together, to have that sense of community, to be healthy? And together we're just going to explore what God has to say about our lives, about our families, about our relationships. What does it look like to make your home a place of both peace and love? A place where you are for one another. Now, I don't know how all of you do in the area of gift giving. Uh, Sometimes I like epically strike out. Once in a while, I will surprise myself with a home run. Uh, A few years back, I got this for... Denise for Christmas, and what I had done, we were just on the edge of that empty nest phase of life, and before I forgot a lot of our family phrases, I just sort of typed them in as much as you could, and out popped this wall art that hangs in our house. And not everything is on here, not all the phrases that we use, but a lot of the phrases we use, a lot of things that defined us as a family. Uh, You'll see game nights on here because, man, we always as a family spend a lot of time playing games. As a matter of fact, with Thanksgiving coming up and then Christmas break, there will be hours around our tables just playing games. Uh, But so many other good things, like give God your best. The, The real phrase was give God your best. And let him do the rest. But that wouldn't fit him here, right? But just the whole idea of what does it look like to give God your best? What is it like to live a life of faith where you're following Jesus? And man, always that phrase. uh, We use that here at Crossroads a lot. Make the wise choice. How do you make the wise choice day in and day out throughout life? How do you speak truth and grace to other people? How do you show respect? Uh, How do you keep that sense of adventure where you're not just playing it safe, but a sense of an adventure that can sort of define your life and help you to move forward to that next level as you continue to follow God and serve him? And, you know, there's always laughter, a key thing. You know, as a family, you just want to be able to laugh together. And there's that one word that comes up again and again and again, together, together, together. Because, man, it's not about what's best for one person. It's not about one person getting what they want. It's you're in this together. It's not every person for themselves. And isn't that true for all of our relationships? If we want to keep them healthy, uh, it might be not just in your home. It might be at your workplace or at your school. It it might be in your community. It might be some of you, you know, the hobbies that you're a part of. You're in it together. It's not just each person out for themselves. And here's what we know. In our world, in our country, in our culture, there is this massive desire for a healthy family. And you might have grown up in a really good, solid family that you would call healthy, and that desire doesn't go away. You want that to continue on for the rest of your life. Or maybe that wasn't your story. Maybe your home was broken or you would not use the word healthy to describe the home that you were raised in. But there's still this massive desire for healthy community, healthy family, that place to belong, to be for one another. And whenever we have a gap between our reality of where our relationships are at, wherever we have relationships, work, school, home, friends, And there's a gap between what our relationships were like and what we would love them to be. There's always that tension that exists with that gap. And we want to try to close that gap. And we want to ask the question, well, how do you do that? How do you bring health into relationships that might not be all that healthy? In a world that so often feels like it is just like at odds with one another, where people just like want to tear one another apart. How do we bring in peace and hope and love and unity and draw us all together as we follow Jesus? What does it look like to have healthy relationships, healthy community, healthy family? And so often in our culture, have you noticed that we shrink the meaning of family we tend to think about family as just being what happens underneath our roof, whatever your roof might be. But that's not true of the cultures around the world. And that's not true of the culture of the New Testament church or through any scripture. Family was much bigger than that. Your community, the people that you were doing life with, that was your family. And you and I as a church family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we're a family. We're in this together. We're for one another. It's not everyone for themselves. It's we're a team. We're doing life together. And if you're sitting here, you know, and you're married and you're desiring kids and it's just not happening, don't walk the journey alone. We're in this together. If you're sitting here and you're single and you just can sometimes feel so isolated, I want you to know that you belong. This is a place. This is your family. We want to journey through life together together. With you, If you're sitting here and you're just on the edge of those empty nest years and you're wondering what it's going to be or feel like, or maybe you're well into those golden years or there's even just limited time for you on this side of eternity, and you're beginning to just feel and understand how lonely it can be in your final months or years, we're here for you. We're your family. Don't travel the journey alone. We're in this together. David Stiers, you might know him from MASH. He says it like this. He says, family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. That's what family means. No one gets left behind or forgotten. Everybody. Man, do you know anybody who doesn't desire to belong? It just feels like everybody is looking for a place to belong, to be in healthy community, a place where they can journey through life with other people who are for them, who want what is best for them, who are willing to urge them forward. Most people like you and I, we desire to be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2, he he talks about us together like this. the lord we're in this together we're for one another we're community we're family it's a place to belong paul reminds us that we've all been invited we're all meant to be included we can be in this together man jews and gentiles worlds apart Didn't look alike, didn't have the same traditions, didn't think alike. And Paul has the audacity to say, come on, we're all in this together. We're for one another. It's the new reality. It's the new covenant. And you and I, we can be in this together with people who don't look like us, act like us, or even always think like us. Join together a place to belong in Jesus Christ. And it's not us versus them. It's all this is us. In God's household, that's the narrative. All are in who choose to follow Jesus. It's not these human-made boundaries separating us from one another. And we're all invited to be citizens of this new kingdom of heaven. So today I want to ask the question, what works? Just give us a big, broad foundation. What works? What is it that works? Wanna go through some things that worked in the New Testament church? But they're not all just like we can go to one passage and read them. They're scattered, they're saturated, they're mentioned throughout the New Testament. And I want us to look at what worked from that perspective. What was it that worked in the early church? Uh, to take this few hundred individuals who were under extreme persecution and got together on mission and message to change the world for all time to come. What is it that worked for them? See, when we look through the New Testament church, people were for one another. Not just people that looked like them, not just people that acted or thought like them, and they showed this through one another. As a matter of fact, if you look through and you read through the New Testament, New Testament church, you'll realize this. One of the primary activities of the early church was one anothering one another. Again and again, it's all about one anothering one another. So here's what I did, and here's where we're going for the rest of this morning. I I took that Greek word, alelon, and that is one word that means one another. And I I went to my Logos Bible software, and I put that in, and it comes up 100 times. Times in the New Testament. 59 of those occurrences are specific commands teaching us how and how not to be for one another or relate to one another. They're scattered throughout 94 different New Testament verses. And when you want another, one another, it works to build family, to build community. It works to help you find a place to belong. It works in the church. 47 of those 100 references are one another's directed at the church. I mean, I believe that what we're going to talk through today works everywhere. It works to turn your house into a home. It works to help you build a marriage that's going to go the long haul through the good and the bad. And it works to build healthy relationships, relationships of depth and meaning with your friends, with your kids, with your parents, with your siblings, with your coworkers, with your classmate. And this whole one anothering one another, it works to build community. It works to help you belong When you one another, one another, it moves you from attending to belonging. It moves you from being born or adopted into a family to belonging to a family. It moves you from casual friendships and relationships into relationships of depth and meaning and purpose. So let's look at some of these one another, one another's. Now, I try to divide them into categories. You can go through all 100. You'll come up with different categories. That's all right. I'm going to be putting these up on the screen. I'm not giving you the scripture references. You can email me or do a quick Google search. You can find out where all of these one another's take place. So let's start off with one big, broad category, love you probably wouldn't be surprised to see that like love one another is like about a third of all of these references throughout the New Testament. As a matter of fact, this one phrase, this exact wording, love one another, occurs 11 different times in the New Testament. Jesus says it, Paul says it, Peter says it, John says it. Four different times, 11 different places, four different people, 11 different places, love one another. And then we find all these different love one another. Through love, serve one another. Tolerate one another in love. We all have some people that it's difficult to tolerate. Why do we tolerate them? Because of love. Be devoted to one another in love. Greet one another with a kiss of love. And then three other times it says, greet one another with a kiss. Four times we're told to kiss one another. I mean, is it time to bring this back or what, everyone, right? I mean, maybe it's time to bring the holy kiss back. I had a really big push for that back in March 2020. Um, for some reason, no one wanted to participate. I still don't understand what that is. Okay, I get the impression that none of you want to bring this back, right? Is there another way to show our love for one another? Have we become a culture or society where we're uh, afraid to even show physical love for one another. If I ask how many of you enjoy a really good hug, a a good number of hands would go up. Now, some of you, that's just downright uncomfortable, right? But some of you, oh, I could so use a hug. Sometimes we're even scared to hug people. Do I do a side hug? You know, what kind of pressure can I apply? Find someone in your life safe person. Ask for the hug, give the hug. Just find some really real and practical ways to love one another. Here's the big question I want to give you in terms of loving one another, this one-third of the one another. Here's the big question I want you to sort through. Do you love the people in your life? Honestly, do you really love the people in your life? And if your answer is yes, then here's the second question do the people in your life know that you love them anything short of absolutely positively yes creates a gap if your answer to the second question is i think so i hope so maybe there's a gap as a matter of fact you don't have to listen to anything else Today, that I'm going to say, your focus is on closing that gap to make sure absolutely, positively, without a doubt, that the relationships with the people in your life, that they know that you love them. If you close that gap, the depth and the intimacy of the relationships just totally change that sense of belonging comes about. Suddenly, your house begins to feel more and more like a home, a place of peace and love. Your friendships go to the next level. Is there a gap? And if so, it's time to make a change. Second category I put these into unity. About another third of these I squeezed into the category of unity. You don't have to agree. Here are some of the unity pieces. And I really believe that as we work our way through all these one another's, there's going to be a few. I'm not asking you like, oh, Doug, I left you with a list of 31 another's out of the 100 that I'm going to work on. Okay. A few. Just let the Holy Spirit nudge you with a few. Can we be for one another? Is this happening in your relationships? Be at peace with one another. Don't grumble among one another, especially about somebody else behind their back, right? Be of the same mind with one another. Accept one another. Wait for one another before partaking of communion. Don't bite, devour, and destroy one another. Don't boastfully challenge or envy one another. Gently, patiently tolerate one another. That tolerate peace came again. And then a few more. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving to one another. Bear with and forgive one another. Seek good. For one another, And don't repay evil for evil. Don't complain against one another. Confess sins to one another. If you took just a few of these and you put them into practice, you put them into action in your home and your relationships, it will change the climate in your house. It'll change the temperature of your relationships. Most likely, the Holy Spirit is nudging you in a few of these. There's a gap. There's something that's lacking, and we refer to that as the conviction of the Holy Spirit. There's something that doesn't line up with Jesus, teaching, his character, and we're nudged to lean in that direction, to close that gap. And unity is tough work, right? Unity doesn't happen naturally. If unity happened naturally, you'd never have any problems with your siblings, right? Your parents would never annoy the snot out of you. Unity is hard work. And just like tango, it takes more than one, right? Right? You need to work at unity, and other people need to be able to work in that same direction. So if your house doesn't feel unified, if our church doesn't feel unified, if your friendships, you don't feel like you're in unity with one another, your workplace, your school, your teams, your clubs, just start applying some of these one another's. Give it some time and see how God would love to change the climate and the temperature. Third category, Third category. humility. About 15% of the one another's I put into the category of humility give preference to one another in honor. Often we have no idea what that even looks like, right? Here's a way I love to describe that. Some of you have kids, this is your story. When you were kids, you had this is your story. When we were going out to eat, my parents never asked me where we were going. When we were going on vacation, uh, nobody wanted my opinion. And kids shouldn't decide everything. I fully get that. But isn't it nice to once in a while give preference to somebody like that? They're not making the money. They're not paying the bills. You're the parent. You're in control, right? But just to give preference to one another, just to give people options to include their input. Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Serve one another. Wash one another's feet. Don't be haughty. Be of the same mind. Be subject to one another. Clothe yourselves in humility towards one another. Does it ever feel like humility is in short supply? in our relationships or in our culture, in our country. Seems like everybody wants wants what they want when they want it. People aren't really, seems like, for one another. It's more about winning at all cost. Proving ourselves to be right or better. We have people who can't even begin to subject themselves to someone else. People who would never bend their will or their need to spiritual authority or to the people around them. This past Tuesday was our midterm elections. Is anybody missing all the commercials, right? Like suddenly there's bears wanting to sell you toilet paper uh, people wanting you to use, run your dishwasher more often, things like that. There's no longer all these commercials that just seem like let's tear other people down. Vote for me, not because of what I believe in me, but because I'm not nearly as bad as the other person. Nobody's missing those commercials, right? But when it comes to this area of humility and this area of unity, for those of you that are adults that have more than a decade on your life, you will remember that the norm in our country one of the beautiful pieces of our democracy was in winning or in losing was doing so humbly and pointing towards unity. That happened in acceptance speeches. That happened in concession speeches. They seem a little bit harder to find nowadays, don't they? I want to give you just one example, uh, and I hope there were hundreds of other examples. Here was one that happened on Tuesday night, Moments after the networks declared that this individual lost, they came out with these words We have too much hate. We have too much anger. There's way too much fear. There's way too much division. We need more love. We need more compassion. We need more concern for each other. We need forgiveness. We need grace. We need reconciliation. We do have to leave the age of stupidity behind us. And I have a privilege right now to concede this race because the way this country operates is that when you lose an election, you concede and you respect the will of the people. Now, you and I might not give that a perfect 10, right, for humility and unity, but it's a breath of fresh air for most of us isn't it, to be able to lose and then be able to still point towards unity and accept it humbly. And I hope that there were just tons and tons of acceptance speeches and concession speeches that went just like this. In a world that so desperately seems to be tearing themselves apart, this helps to bring us back together to help us to move forward in a healthy direction. Let's keep on with our one another's. Broad categories. This is just the other category. I didn't try to squeeze these into anything else. Do not judge one another and don't put a stumbling block in one another's way. Husbands and wives don't deprive one another of physical intimacy. Crossroads. Some churches, I would get an audible amen for this, all right, so I mean, come on, maybe you just need a nap this afternoon, whatever it takes, be for one another. Bear one another's burdens. Comfort one another concerning the resurrection. Pray for one another. Be hospitable to one another. These are all beautiful things. That turn your house into a home, that add depth and meaning and purpose to your relationships, that help you belong and be together. Then, here I put all the rest of these together, uh, and I put them under the term healthy communication. Some of them we had already covered elsewhere, but here are ones I hadn't covered yet. Speak truth to one another, don't lie to one another, encourage and build up one another. Stimulate one another to love and good deeds. If you want healthier communication in your relationships, it doesn't matter what relationships, if you want healthier communication with your kids, with your siblings, your parents, your spouse, your coworkers, your friends, your classmates, just start to apply some of these one another's. And you'll see dysfunctional communication styles begin to tilt more and more and more to healthy communication styles. And it will take your relationships to a whole different level. So this is some of the stuff that works. Just start one anothering one another. Where is it in your life that you would just love a better relationship? Is it with your spouse? Just start one anothering. Is it with your kids? Start one anothering. Is it that coworker that just annoys you to no ends? Try one anothering. It might work, it might not. What's the harm in trying? Your classmates, just start one anothering them. The world that seems to be broken and hurting and just being torn apart. Just start one anothering. Can you begin to see? how this worked so incredibly well for the past 2,000 years. It worked. Jesus modeled it. He taught it. The New Testament church lived it. And it worked. But so often we just tend to lose our way. We, we, We forget what worked. We forget about these whole 100 one another's and why they were so foundational and why they were so important. And we need people like Paul Jesus and Peter and John to remind us that one anothering was one of the primary practices of the New Testament church. Each of us doing our part. And you can begin to imagine as we one another, one another. What our church would look like. What your home would look like. What your relationships would look like if we just leaned in and just tried applying a few more of these as we one another, one another. Here's what I'd love to do. So I want us to learn from Scripture, but I also would love us to learn from one another. So if you're online or in person, your connection card, it looks like this. Would you be willing to share a few of your house rules with your church family? In other words, would you be willing to submit some things that we could use in the weeks to come. And you might know what they are right now. If not, you can just email us. And and just a word that context helps. You know, um, when I was single, this is what I found worked. When I uh, had young kids, this worked. As we entered into the empty nest phase, this really worked for us. Just love to learn and grow and mature in relationships with one another. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are for us and you desire for us to be for one another. The one of the ways that we, the the church, the bride of Christ can stand out is the way that we are one anothering one another the way that we love one another, the way that we lead towards unity with one another, the way that we humbly put others first as we one another them, as we increase healthy communication as we one another by speaking truth and life and encouraging and urging people on. For all the ways that you have taught us to love one another, we confess that at times we have lost our way and it's become more about what we want what we think so there may it be a change in our homes where there's a gap that we start to want another one another may there be a change in our friendships and our working relationships and our school relationships and the way that we view and treat and think about our neighbors Would you just bring a level of depth and intimacy into our homes, the way that we are for our spouse, our kids, our parents, our siblings? May we stand out in a world that so often feels like it's tearing itself apart. Jesus, teach us, guide us. Holy Spirit, empower and equip us to do this. And we bow our knee before you and you alone. And in your name and in your power, may we one another, one another. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's C-R-B-I-C dot